Hello. So this is the third episode of uh, the podcast series I am creating uh, about my lonely and mindful traveling in Thailand and mostly in Laos. And uh, we were left on my last of the seven days in Chiang Rai, uh, where uh, I made this last podcast and after that uh, I went to sleep. Uh, the next day I had decided to, re- to enter Laos uh, from the borders. I just uh, wasn't sure uh, this was my issue. I wasn't sure if it is possible to cross the borders at any time or uh, I had to stay in uh, the place that is called Chiang Kong which is uh, in the border of Thailand uh, with Laos on the north-eastern uh, side of Thailand. So I woke up this morning, I checked out of the hotel and uh, went ahead to, the, land, to my, the landlady of my previous hotel that had rented my, the ba- motorbike that I already had from the previous days and I had to return it at uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, so I went and asked her in case she knew what time I can cross the borders because it wasn't very early. It was uh, after 12 o'clock and I certainly had uh, much time till I reached Chiang Kong and the borders. Uh, She wasn't quite sure, but uh, she thought that it is very possible. Uh, For me, I knew that uh, I could take the bus of 3 o'clock to go to Chiang Kong and I would go to the bus station before that and ask in case they they knew about the crossing of the borders. Before that, uh, since I had about uh, one hour and a half, I decided to go to a nearby place uh, in order to use uh, productively even uh, this uh, small gap of time. Uh, I knew that uh, there was a vat that I hadn't seen and it was uh, uh, close to the city and next to it uh, was also the naval city pillar of Chiang Rai. Uh, so I put the GPS and uh, with my motorbike uh, very soon uh, I was in uh, this vat which is called Vat Fra Thai Doi Thong. Uh, this uh, or Tong, I don't know well. So in this uh, vat uh, it was beautiful but not so much impressive as uh, I was expecting compared to other vats I have seen. So. Uh, even though it looked uh, like it was a famous vat, uh, it really, I think, uh, Chiang Rai has plenty of more f- beautiful ones. And uh, next to it uh, was uh, the Naval City Pillar, which is also uh, very uh, popular here in Chiang Rai. Uh, however, uh, once again, uh, this was a monument that was. Uh, not something very impressive and uh, as far as I knew the landlady had told me that is uh, meant to create uh, good luck so that was uh, its only purpose and uh, it was mostly for the locals it seems so once again uh, I wasn't very impressed but anyway I wasn't expecting much from that it was just a small gap of time as I said Uh, Therefore I returned back uh, the motorbike, Uh, I I left it to the landlady and uh, I said goodbye to her. Uh, We had uh, all these days created a very nice relationship, we had uh, done uh, very nice discussions which uh, a a part of them I have described in the previous podcast and uh, actually I'm left with very nice impressions uh, from here and uh, I wish I could have stayed uh, more for more in their hotel, but uh, I hadn't made the booking and they were full, since uh, they have a very good rating plus uh, a very good price.
uh, and there are, they don't have also too many rooms. Uh, it was like seven rooms, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, after leaving the motorbike, I went to the other hotel where my luggage was, and uh, I started walking towards the bus station uh, in order to take the bus to Chiang Kong. Chiang Kong uh, is a city on the border, as I said, on the northwest of Thailand, and uh, is close from Chiang Rai, is about uh, two hours, and uh, there are buses very frequently up to a point, I think until uh, four or five o'clock, uh, they have every hour or more, depending on the, the number of uh, people that are interested in doing this. So I went there and uh, after having plenty of discussions there with a the policeman and uh, the bus driver, because obviously they didn't know any English, uh, I, I understood uh, that uh, the borders would be open for me and I wouldn't have any problem taking the bus off. Uh, what time it was? I think at 3 o'clock. Uh, and, uh, and be in Laos. So this is what I was preferring because uh, I had to take the slow boat from uh, Hoa Xai. This is what I will describe later. So this uh, slow boat leaves at uh, 11 o'clock uh, a.m. and only every day. Uh, this was my plan to take this uh, slow boat and sailing on the Mekong River. Um, the thing is that uh, in case I, I, I wasn't able to cross the borders that day and go to Hoa Xai where the boat was leaving, uh, it would be hard for me because I would have to uh, wake up very early in Chiang Kong and uh, then cross the borders uh, where I didn't know how long will it take. Plus then there is an extra bus that uh, will take you to the other side and then you need the tuk-tuk also to go to the center of the city. So in order to, if I wanted uh, the same day to be at 11 o'clock you know, on the boat, I would, I would have to wake up at least 7 o'clock and maybe earlier than that to be sure that I would catch the boat. Um, because I wanted to enter Laos at last and uh, it had been long. Um, so I was uh, looking forward to go. And as far as I knew, there weren't many interesting things in Chiang Kong. But I could have stayed, but anyway, uh, that uh, I don't have uh, eternal time for this. Therefore, um, I, I got on the bus, which was a very interesting bus. It was uh, uh, looked like a very old bus where uh, it didn't have any space behind it or below or uh, above or anywhere about the luggage. So we just had to put them in the bus. And uh, another interesting thing was that uh, it had some uh, fans hanging from the roof in order to help us, uh, you know, deal with this uh, unafford unavoid uh, this great uh, heat that was in that moment. Not only uh, it was full of locals, obviously, and uh, uh, on its time exactly the bus left. Uh, the price was very cheap, I don't even remember, but uh, the bus prices were very cheap. It was full of locals and uh, uh, all the route I think it was very nice. Uh, since there was the, the door, the side door was open, I had the chance to take some very nice videos of the beautiful uh, Thai, North Thailand countryside, uh, which was full once again, apart from uh, rice fields, there were several hills. 
too much green plantation and so on, uh, which is something that uh, if you follow my work, uh, you know that excites me very, very much. Um, so the route was interesting, it wasn't also very long and uh, at some point uh, the bus had to, uh, I had to go out of the bus because uh, it was going inside the city whereas uh, I wanted just to go to the borders. So I took a tuk-tuk, uh, the tuk-tuks in case you don't know are uh, uh, some uh, uh, like small vans let's say so they work as taxis so you can just sit on the back and they drive you after you agree for a price. Uh, so I took the tuk-tuk and uh, we went to the borders. Uh, in there uh, I was uh, very happy to see that the, uh, there was almost nobody uh, in order to get out of Thailand for the, check, uh, for the checking of passport. Uh, when, I f when I went to the man uh, that was there, to check my passport, he asked me about the card that uh, I had signed when I first entered Thailand on the airport in Bangkok. Uh, this card I had lost it, it was a paper actually with some details and uh, because I didn't know that uh, it was important to keep it. Uh, however, this man was extremely uh, smiley and very very helpful and that was really nice to notice that uh, and he said that there isn't any problem so he sent me in another room nearby uh, where I took another uh, paper where we filled out uh, the details very very quickly and uh, I just passed the border. Uh, in the meantime I just saw two white girls, I don't know from where. Th that was the only tourists that I had seen till now. Uh, so I crossed the border and uh, I was waiting later, I had to wait later for the bus uh, that would take us on the other side of the Friendship Bridge, as it is called, and is connecting Thailand and Laos. Um, in the, uh, about for the bus there were many people waiting, many, okay, but uh, these people were locals, uh, I could see from their faces, so they were either, even Thai or Lao people. Uh, I assume these are uh, used to, the ones that live close, uh, they are used to doing this trip uh, even for a day or they go shopping, as far as I know. Um, unfortunately, the bus uh, took some time to start. Uh, I think we, I waited more than half an hour or even uh, 45 minutes. And at last uh, we got in the bus. Uh, and uh, the bus started uh, in a beautiful route in this bridge, uh, crossing the Mekong River, which is a very wide and impressive river. And uh, I was looking forward for the next morning that we would be sailing for uh, more than seven hours on it in order to reach another city on the south. Um, so soon uh, we were in the borders with uh, Laos, uh, where there I only found once again a couple of Germans and just that, uh, one German couple and uh, that was it. Everything, nobody else uh, was there so I very quickly filled the papers that were needed and I paid for the visa which uh, in Laos is uh, 35 uh, US dollars preferably um, together and you also need, uh, you also need a, photo for, a passport photo for this. Uh, this uh, happened very quickly, of course, because there was nobody else and uh, in general the procedure there is very easy. Uh, one advice is that it's better to have $35 uh, 
and not the, uh, the amount they may ask you in Thai baht uh, because uh, as far as I know it is higher so better be prepared uh, and in case you cross the borders from there or anywhere else obviously better to have with you dollars and uh, one passport photo uh, sometimes uh, if when it is uh, after five o'clock or during weekends uh, you are you pay another dollar extra because they are uh, after office hours they have this thing there uh, but anyway the people were very helpful uh, kind and uh, there was no problem at all uh, I just filled the paper and quickly uh, they gave me back my passport and I was uh, ready set to go to Laos uh, but when I crossed the border I realized that there was nobody there and there was just a guy that was promoting the boat trip to the Mekong that I was planning to do but uh, I wasn't planning of course to book from him and uh, I had decided to first ask my hotel the hotel by the way I had found uh, on booking as I was waiting for the for the bus to take me to the other side of the bridge in just that time and uh, I only called them to confirm that they have uh, a room for me it wasn't important anyway because uh, I just uh, the, the only reason I, go, I would go to Huayxai was to just sleep the night and then next morning to take the slow boat um, therefore uh, we, uh, uh, ah, so we crossed, uh, when I crossed the border uh, nobody was there and uh, I realized that this Grab application, this application I am using in Southeast Asia a lot for taxis, uh, was saying that wasn't working in this area. And uh, I didn't know how I would manage to go to Huayxai. Uh, on the, at the same time, of course, I was very enthusiastic and uh, I started taking selfies uh, uh, having behind me a very large, uh, very large letters uh, on a hill behind uh, that were saying uh, "Welcome to Laos," so that was exciting. But uh, due to the fact that it was late, it was uh, like six o'clock, and uh, it seems that it's not very crowded there in general. Uh, as I said, nobody was there, and only the this person that was uh, promoting the boat trip which as I said I wouldn't book from him and I would prefer first to ask my hotel uh, afterwards uh, I found that there was a tuk-tuk driver there uh, which was uh, the only one and uh, after me came also the German couple so all of us uh, went to and entered the tuk-tuk uh, and uh, after agreeing a price which price uh, in the beginning was more and uh, we found it expensive but uh, after bargaining and after uh, I'm calling uh, my the hotel manager once again and uh, telling him uh, to speak with the tuk-tuk driver and explain that he's asking for uh, he's asking for a lot of money uh, we managed and uh, dropped the price uh, just to say here, another the thing that uh, we also were discussing with the German couple, which were very nice guys, uh, is not always about the amount of money that you gain and uh, if there is a lot of money or not. Sometimes it doesn't matter, but uh, you can know many times that uh, they're just uh, asking you way more than uh, is the market price. And obviously this is not fair and uh, even many locals disagree with that kind of mentality. 
and uh, from my side uh, most of the times uh, I am not willing to accept something like that that's why sometimes uh, I bargain uh, even if it's not a lot of money or uh, other times uh, if I think that uh, they are treating me well I give them more money which is something very usual because it's easy also for me to give some extra tip I admit it's not a lot of money while on the other hand I I think is helpful for the other person that uh, seemed uh, to have a very good character so uh, we got in the tuk-tuk and uh, the sun was uh, already setting and after about uh, 10 kilometers uh, we were in uh, Huayxai in the border town almost uh, of Laos close to Thailand as we said so first uh, he left the guys where, uh, where I, they had booked a hotel which was next to the boat for the next day and uh, unfortunately this wasn't something I had uh, checked before and my hotel was uh, 1300 meters uh, not that it was far away but uh, I could have skipped uh, walking all this distance the next morning uh, for no reason. On the other hand, uh, the Pierre was a little further away from the center of the town while my hotel was very close. So after arriving there, uh, it was easier for me to go to the town, which was uh, just a few meters away. Um, due to the, all of these uh, delays with the, with the tuk-tuk driver before and the also the things in the, 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 the time that the bias took uh, in order to take us away uh, although I was expecting differently then before we start all this journey uh, there wasn't any light when we arrived in Huayxai so unfortunately uh, as I said when there is no light uh, it's not possible to see well any place I, I was hoping that uh, I would manage at least to have an hour to go a little around the city to the river because the uh, the city is just on uh, on the river of the Mekong. Uh, so I went to the hotel. Uh, the booking was uh, swift. Uh, the guy showed me my room, and then I asked. I started asking him uh, some questions about my later trip. So I asked him, for example, how can I go from Pak Bank to Luang Namta? Pak Beng uh, is the place where the boat would take us the next morning and uh, most of the people take this boat from Huayxai and do it by stopping at night in Pak Beng they continue the next morning and end up in uh, Luang Prabang which is uh, the most important city in Laos so but I didn't want to do that I, pref I had uh, made a different plan I had planned to do the trip go to Pak Beng but do it only for one day and then from Pak Beng find the bus in order to be able to reach uh, Luang Namta uh, on the north side of Laos uh, the best way to go to Luang Namta from Huayxai is uh, to take directly a bus from there but since I didn't want to miss the trip with the boat at least for one day I decided to do a few kilometers more and uh, do both uh, so I, I asked the guy and said that it is possible for Pak Bank to go to Luang Namta 
uh, which was uh, my plan, although he had never heard of someone uh, doing it this way. I also asked him about the boat and uh, on the beginning he told me that I, I can book with him and he could uh, bring also a tuk-tuk outside of the hotel in order to take me. However, uh, I didn't want to be bound by the tuk-tuk that he will bring in the time and maybe he was planning to uh, call it to come uh, much earlier in order to be certain. So I told him that I would prefer to walk and go alone. Therefore, uh, he was very fair and he said that I can just uh, go and buy a ticket uh, outside the boat. So after uh, planning fully what I what I would do the next the next morning, I went out of the town. And first of all, I found the place uh, where I wanted to buy a SIM card because I entered Laos and uh, I wanted to have data and uh, phone calls. I found a very cheap and nice card, uh, but when I started using it still there in the shop, I realized that uh, in Laos they have a strange system where they have several, uh, most cards are either only internet or only calls. So many people have uh, mobile phones that uh, can take two SIM cards and they use the one for calls and the other for internet. Uh, that was very disappointing, <laughs> to be honest, uh, because I didn't know, I just wanted to buy one card, I knew it was cheap and just uh, put some money in in order to be able to call uh, when it is needed. Uh, however, uh, this wasn't possible there and uh, I wanted to check for this uh, the next days. Anyway, I kept the card uh, with the internet, it was very cheap and anyway I left and I just went, I continued the, the road where I went a little bit away from the town, uh, not very far, where I met two guys that were drinking and uh, they gave me something to drink uh, which reminded me of the Greek Tsipuro. It, was, it had similar taste and I think uh, that this was, uh, uh, not I think, I'm, I'm sure now after a few days in Laos, that uh, this was what they call Laos uh, Lao whiskey. Uh, many people drink this there and it's uh, very strong, it's uh, more than 35 degrees and can be up to 50 and uh, is made mostly out of rice or sometimes they make it uh, out of corn. Uh, but I didn't stay uh, much with them and uh, I left in order to go eat something. It was time to break my uh, intermittent fasting that I am doing anyway for the last few years and uh, if I haven't mentioned again intermittent and you don't know intermittent fasting is when you choose an 8 hour window or less during the day where this is the only time you eat and the rest of the day you consume uh, no calories at all. Uh, this has uh, many important findings, among, uh, among which are that uh, there is time for the immune system to rectify itself, there is detoxification, uh, there is increase of energy because uh, you don't consume energy digesting, and, uh, and you also empty of carbohydrates the body, and uh, several, it's anti-aging and several other effects which uh, are not the point now of the discussion. So I went to a, hotel, uh, to a restaurant, one of the few there. This city 
didn't seem to have any interest in general and uh, after eating uh, I just walked a little bit around knowing that uh, it, it was a town that was certainly for people that were doing what I was doing uh, just coming for the night in order the next day to take the slow boat or just a few of them very very few of them take a bus to go to Luang Namta that as I said uh, is the best way normally the quickest way to go to Luang Namta uh, that I so I just walked a little bit around the town it, it was pretty much sleepy and the, the shops had started closing from 9 o'clock um, I walked a little bit again uh, outside of the town anyway and uh, at one coffee shop that was closing uh, three or four dogs uh, uh, attacked me actually not something important they just started heavily barking at me uh, so the the lady owner came out and took them back and uh, she apologized for that and then I continued walking and I found another guy that told me uh, that had a motorbike and you know, wanted to take me with take me with him in order to take me to the ho to my hotel and help me in order for me not to walk. So I went on the motorbike. Uh, I think he said at some point that he's Chinese, and we were trying to discuss, but we weren't managing a lot of things until uh, we reached my hotel, which wasn't very far, but I just. Uh, wanted to have some company with locals and start meeting them already after that uh, he left uh, I think from what I understood he told me that he was about to bring some other friends and then he wanted to meet me in order all together to go for beer but uh, it was getting late and I was very tired and I knew that the next days would be full uh, so I told him that I'd better go to my hotel uh, which was uh, what I did and uh, I went there and I did some things I had to do uh, and I prepared for the next morning trip and relaxed as possible as uh, I had an awake uh, I had to wake up uh, a bit early in order to be sure that there will be no issue with the boat so the next morning uh, I woke up on time uh, I had already prepared my things and uh, I got out of the hotel where unfortunately there weren't serving any coffee uh, so I, knew, I, I estimated that uh, I would uh, use some time in order to have also a coffee, at least uh, buy one and take it with me. Uh, so I started walking in the town of uh, Huayxai where it was in a celebration mode uh, because the new year was approaching. It was these days and uh, it, there were uh, flags all around and the uh, people uh, there was a school that uh, there were singing songs and everything uh, was getting ready for the new year which is something very important for them too um the previous day by the way i had decided that the, my coffee the next day will be had uh, by the in the cafe that uh, the dog the dogs attacked me i considered it uh, as a symbol so i went to the shop to this shop and uh, apart from the lady owner I started talking with a guy which was his husband, her husband and uh, seemed to also know very good English 
he talked uh, he told me that uh, he had lived in England for at some point and uh, he was studying there but uh, this was uh, about 20 years ago so he thought that uh, the 200 uh, pounds of rent that he was paying per month was too much so I told him uh, you should come now and see and feel better what that, what it means to be to a, a rent to be high Uh, so th- this was a very positive person and I was uh, very happy in the end that I went there and uh, when I described him my plans uh, he was uh, in reality the first one that uh, understood that uh, this was a very nice trip so he told me uh, good luck and uh, that he got excited by the plan I had uh, about my trip Um, I didn't stay there to drink my coffee because I was I wanted to be sure that all will be okay with the boat and I didn't want of, co- of course to not find the ticket so about 10 minutes later I was in the in the pier where I very swiftly booked a ticket not many people were there and uh, I knew that still I had time so I just stayed uh, somewhere there under shadow in order to enjoy my coffee and uh, be ready for this beautiful trip. Of course, uh, the sun was uh, high in the sky already and uh, it was already very hot and I was sweating. Uh, But I I was sure that uh, in the boat things would be different. So uh, when the time came about 20 minutes before the boat leaves, uh, I entered the boat and I left my luggage where uh, it was uh, It was put down below together with the others and uh, this boat was uh, not a small one actually it had space i think more than 100 people 120 people and on the front side there were seats uh, were uh, seats of uh, like airplane seats uh, the, uh, the first moments that i entered i re- I, f- i saw the german guys that we had met the previous days and we started discussing so on my uh, On this, uh, there were two seats behind them, but uh, my ticket was saying a number, which was not that. It was, and these seats were like 34, 35, and uh, my one was 81. However, a guy from the staff passed from there, and he told me to sit on them. Uh, also, when I showed him the ticket, uh, he said that uh, it's no problem. So we continued uh, chatting a little bit, getting ready for the trip when. Uh, just a while before going another guy came and uh, sat next to me he was uh, an Irish guy that was uh, that was very uh, that was a very positive person actually and was very energetic he has that uh, Irish accent and uh, he had this uh, Irish craziness which is uh, really nice so he was talking a lot and making fun and uh, It was a very nice chatting, definitely, even for the first moments that uh, the trip started. Uh, the trip in the beginning wasn't very impressive because there wasn't so huge nature and uh, there were also many uh, towns, very small towns that we were passing. As well, on the other side was Thailand, uh, which was Chiang Kong maybe there or other places. So uh, it wasn't yet as I was expecting it. At some point, uh, not more than half an hour uh, of trip, uh, there was a guy, a friend of this Irish guy, uh, not uh, a person maybe he had met somewhere there, uh, 
because this is what happens with travelers they meet each other and uh, it's easy to meet since they, we are traveling here and there and uh, sometimes we keep going for other for uh, for some time and then uh, our ways uh, separate so this guy came and uh, said to the Irish guy that you know on the back side there is a a party that we are doing a party together with uh, Lao people and uh, it's gonna be nice you're gonna come of course, uh, the Irish guy wouldn't uh, say no, so he just uh, opened his bag, uh, took out a full glass of a full bottle of whiskey, and went to join them. Uh, when he asked me if I want to join, uh, I said him no for now because I knew that uh, in there uh, they would go now drinking, and uh, this wasn't what uh, I was hoping for at this time. Uh, I wanted to enjoy the route. That's why I came for. And plus, uh, I didn't want to get drunk uh, from 12 o'clock uh, p.m. So I stayed there with the German guys. We uh, weren't always talking, but the route had started becoming interesting. And uh, there were more trees coming. There were more. Uh, there was more. Green, there were more green areas, and uh, we started also doing some stops where we were taking people from. Uh, uh, other villages. Uh, in the first stop, actually, to show how organized, I th it seems, how careful actually these people are, uh, because there were also many tourists, uh, and it was 50-50 Laotians and uh, Europeans or white people in uh, in this boat. So in our first stop, uh, even uh, there was a policeman that came down to the pier and entered the boat uh, in order to check that everything is okay. Uh, although by at that time, till that time, I hadn't seen many policemen in general in Huayxai that I was. So uh, we, the road had started becoming interesting, and uh, I went just uh, I went for a while on the backside in order to see what is going on and if you can have a better view as well. So uh, before the the backside of the boat, there was like a small room next to the engine, which uh, engine was making extreme noise. Uh, by the way, so when I went to this room, let's say, uh, I immediately saw there I saw there uh, around 15 people, both uh, Laotians and uh, Europeans, that uh, and uh, in the middle of them uh, were. Uh, I think there were four, at least four bottles of whiskey and uh, more than 15 bottles of beer, all empty. So the party was keeping going. Uh, <laughs> well, so I continued and I went on the backside, where I saw that there it was. Uh, you could have a better view as it was open. It was like a small terrace, and you could sit there and uh, look both uh, back, uh, right, and left uh, at the same time. And enjoy a better view. So for the whole trip, uh, there were times that was uh, sitting there for a while and then uh, returning to my seat. The trip uh, was ex was becoming very beautiful, and as time was passing, uh, the nature was becoming vast and vast, and so on, uh, which was uh, what I was expecting from the trip, and I was really happy. Plus, uh, we were passing from small villages which seem to be in the middle of nowhere actually because I know that in these areas uh, there is almost no road connection uh, while uh, many of the villages don't even have electricity 
and there's no actually any even uh, medium town close to there so these people live in uh, very primitive circumstances and uh, these were two of the most important uh, things of uh, taking the boat watching the immense nature uh, next to the river while at the same time I was uh, looking at the primitive villages, uh, the traditional ones, which is something that is not so easy to experience nowadays in Europe. Um, at some point uh, the Irish guy came back uh, because he wanted to relax a little and drink some water and uh, afterwards he left again. Uh, so at some point, about half an hour after that, I decided to go for a while in the party. And there uh, was a little mess, of course. Uh, I started talking with a German guy who had just uh, finished school and was traveling for a few months in uh, Southeast Asia with another friend of his. And he was really, he seemed to be a party animal. And uh, the way I saw it, uh, it seems that maybe he was the the main reason that all this huge party had, had taken place there and all of this drinking, not that the others were less, but anyway, the Laotian people uh, were drinking unstoppably and uh, not only that, they were pressurizing you, me and everyone actually to drink, so you couldn't, they wouldn't accept uh, no as an answer, they would even uh, uh, fill a glass uh, and give it to you or they would give you the bottle but uh, they wouldn't accept no as an answer, they were keeping drinking and uh, even if you were drinking they were giving you to drink more. So it was a crazy atmosphere. So I started drinking a little bit, a little bit of beer and uh, in the meantime uh, this crazy Irish guy arrived with some cards and started uh, doing t card tricks uh, together with a Laotian, Laotian guy and uh, both of them were trying to understand what, uh, how the, they were doing the trick, the other, how the other one was doing the trick, while uh, I was looking at them and uh, I couldn't understand what they were doing because I know nothing about that. This German guy also uh, was a very positive experience for me because uh, seemed to be a very good person that was enjoying the trip and uh, he had started realizing uh, many things that I have realized through the years that uh, in the trips you meet a lot of people and uh, most of the times they are very open-minded uh, they have different experiences there is a great exchange of cultures a great exchange of ideas uh, you also meet locals uh, you open your perceptions of reality are becoming way better and uh, we had a very nice chat about that, uh, which left me with good impressions. Uh, but uh, I told him that uh, I'd better go, because uh, this place also you couldn't see outside, it just had uh, two windows. Uh, so I returned back to my seat and continued uh, enjoying the route, which was, uh, as time was passing, even better. And one interesting thing is that uh, in this immense nature, this uh, unstop, this uh, un never-ending uh, plant plantation, uh, there were many points where uh, the Laotians are burning it on purpose, which is something I haven't been used to. I later I saw we were seeing uh, many places that were burned, some many hills were burned, or uh, we would even see fires uh, during our trip. 
from what I understood late, the, le the next days that I started asking, I found out that they were doing this because they wanted to, uh, this way the, the soil is becoming more fertile uh, and they wanted to use these areas in order to plant as well for food or uh, generally agri agriculture. Uh, so the trip kept going and going and uh, it was so nice. Uh, I was enjoying it and uh, in the, uh, very very soon already I had uh, decided that it was a good choice to do it. So we reached the Pak Bank a little uh, before the setting of the sun. It was about 5.30, which means that if we started 11.30 uh, it was... Uh, six hours uh, we, I think maybe six o'clock somewhere there with it I don't think it was more than six hours it was 6 30. Uh, if you go the other way is many more hours because you go against the stream of the Mekong uh, also on the Mekong River uh, I forgot to mention that we could see cows uh, eating uh, very very usually on the shores which was uh, something really interesting. Also, these cows uh, weren't very fat compared to what I have been used to see. So, uh, when we went to, we got out of the boat, and uh, very soon, uh, ah, yeah, when we were uh, about to get out of the boat, there was a guy that came and just took my heavy luggage and took it uh, on his back and uh, helped and uh, without me doing anything he took it out uh, of the boat in order to help me of course he asked me for a tip and uh, the small tip that I gave him uh, made him very happy uh, once again uh, I hadn't uh, booked a hotel but I had checked on booking and I knew also I, I, did, I didn't want uh, a very far away hotel, not that were many far away hotels. Uh, so I went straight there, which was very close to the pier, and uh, I booked another room uh, in a very good price. Once again, it was uh, 100,000 keep, which is uh, uh, 10 euros. There is a possibility to find something cheaper, but uh, now for one and two euros and uh, this was also close to the pier and had good reviews, so that was fine for me. Uh, just to mention that uh, once again in the boat, uh, every person I talked with, uh, he was telling me the same thing, that the plan was to go to Luang Prabang uh, the next day, and uh, nobody, had, uh, nobody was planning to go to Luang Namta like me. Uh, so when I arrived to the hotel, I first uh, wanted to gain the chance that there was a little sun out and see the city because I wouldn't have the time, uh, the chance next. But apart from that, uh, I wanted to find out uh, the, about the next day. I didn't know about uh, if it was possible to go directly to Luang Namta, which was a bit far away, or I would have to stop in Udum Ksai or Muang Xai. This is uh, Muang Xai is the biggest uh, city of the north and uh, is an is a place where many many roads cross uh, if you want to go to several different places. Um, so I I wasn't sure if there is a bus straight to Luang Namta. I knew that there is a bus from Udom Xai from Pak Beng to Udom Xai and from uh, Udom Xai to Luang Namta. 
but I didn't know if it was possible to do this in the same day. I mean to find the bus, uh, to take the bus from Pak Beng and uh, go to Udomksai before the bus from Udomksai to Luang Namta arrives. So I asked the lady, the landlady of the hotel, which uh, she wasn't, uh, she didn't know exactly about these things, um, but he, and he advised me to go and ask in the bus station. But uh, she said that uh, this bus station uh, is uh, uh, two kilometers away, and. Uh, I'd, And I didn't want to go alone anyway, not only because I didn't know the road, but I didn't know if it was open. And uh, so he, she found a guy from the opposite of here that uh, he had a motorbike and he told him to take me to the bus station and help me in order to ask about what I wanted. I would pay him, uh, I think, 10,000 kip. It was like one euro. So we went on the motorbike. This guy didn't know any English, but uh, we were trying now to communicate. Anyway, uh, we started riding the motorbike, and from the very first moments that uh, we crossed Pak Bank, I was very impressed. Actually, I was expecting this city to be something uh, like Huai Xai, uh, something neutral that uh, doesn't have any interest or beauty because it was once again a town that I would just spend the night. However, this city looked really beautiful. It was very traditional. Had only a few traditional shops. And on the one side uh, was the mount was a uh, high mountain on the left. Uh, and on the right hand side was a very nice river on top. And after this uh, was, a, was another uh, big mountain. So the landscape was really impressive. This was a small village and uh, it seems that uh, the hotels were there only because of the people that pass uh, the night uh, to continue with the slow boat, which is how it is called. Uh, so when we, the bus station appears that it was a very nice location, uh, just above the river and the mountain, so, and next to it was the mountain, as I said, so I started taking photos because I was enjoying it so much. Uh, while the guy found there some uh, some guys that started asking them about what I wanted. Uh, and at that point I thought that there wasn't anything that I could do, so I kept taking photos. As I took these photos, uh, the, the guy that was with me returned, came to me in order to explain what he learned. He started writing uh, numbers on, uh, in the, on the soil in order to explain uh, about the hours, uh, but from what I understood, uh, it, was, uh, it was possible to go the next day and be managed to reach Luang Namta. Because in Luang Namta, it has, uh, because uh, the bus would uh, arrive in, Ud in Udomksai before the bus leaves to Luang Namta. Uh, so that was great. I understood uh, everything and uh, we headed back. But uh, as we were heading back and still there was some light, I told him that I don't want to return now to the hotel. So I got down, I got out of, I got down of, from the motorbike and uh, started walking. And I uh, actually went a little backwards. When I went uh, back, somehow I started, I started talking with a guy from there 
that uh, knew a few English and uh, like the locals uh, are very used to open discussions, at least to me, but I think to many foreigners. And I started discussing, that, that's exactly what I wanted at this moment, to meet the locals and understand uh, how the life is, since it was also getting late. So what I was uh, hoping will happen, happened. So I started uh, chatting with him, uh, not that it was possible to say a lot of things, but it was fine. And uh, then another friend of his uh, came next to here and uh, he, the other guy, the first, uh, told him after the making some fun and uh, saying some things, asking me if I wanted to drink a beer with him. Although I wanted to soon go eat, uh, I said it's better uh, let's sit with them for a while and drink a beer. So I bought him a beer and from the moment I bought the other guy the beer, uh, He was like, uh, he was having me like a real god. He was uh, uh, hugging me all the time and he was saying all the time that I am his friend and so on. So it was uh, a funny atmosphere in this uh, shop. It was like a small uh, mini market, mini market for uh, in the Lao standards, of course. Uh, so we were sitting there outside and uh, there was also a lady, an older lady there. And as time was passing, some children also were gathering around and we were making fun and uh, I was showing them photos. By the way, here in Laos, especially the, the, the girls, uh, the small girls seem to be, seem to be very, very clever, very smart, uh, very energetic and uh, they have a very nice temperament. Uh, this is how I see it. They are very, very smart, very smart children. So we were making fun and it was uh, really sweet. Uh, these people also liked, you know, telling me things in Laos uh, in order to say them, uh, in order to, for me to repeat them and they were, uh, they were fla- laughing very much uh, the way I was saying them. They were making fun. Uh, so I don't remember exactly how this happened at some point, but uh, a girl, I think, asked, asked if I could buy her a... Uh, uh, a bag of chips or something like this. Uh, I replied yes and uh, when I said, uh, when I gave them the access to that, uh, suddenly I noticed uh, like a wave of children uh, and I think one or two mothers that were close there uh, being ready, uh, doing, uh, taking almost everything out of the shop. They were, I thought that this moment, you know, in a, f- in a, f- in a few seconds the shop would be empty and I have to buy it. Uh, but the old lady went ahead and stopped them. And this is uh, what you see in uh, the classical societies, actually, from what I think. It's that uh, when someone is elder, uh, is the one that is uh, in, in more control and is the one that is more uh, mostly most respected. So you would see this uh, old lady that was like the grandmother there. Uh, you would see them not, not so much participating in laughing and she was always serious but not uh, fake serious she was serious and uh, she was uh, trying to maintain the balance so when a kid was doing something wrong she would go ahead and say to say to her you know this uh, you should stop it for example and uh, you see how the elders uh, have their respect and uh, how the elders are built through the years and uh, they are the ones that maintain uh, the balance of the society at more Uh, mostly. 
So, yes, the lady stopped them and I also stopped them because uh, it shouldn't be happening like this. And we just let every guy have uh, one, uh, one bag. So when I, when I said that you can take but only one, they left them and uh, we then told them to come there and in order to count them. So all of them, uh, all the children came and uh, stood in front of us uh, in a line like soldiers in order for, and they were quiet, in order for, it to, uh, for, the, uh, for us to count them and uh, then uh, let them uh, consume them. And they were very, they were sitting very quietly and serious because they understood that they couldn't do whatever they wanted. <laughs> so uh, after counting them, uh, then they were uh, very, very grateful. They started saying, th- thank you, sir, this is a Koptai, Koptai in, uh, in Laos, this is a Koptai, Koptai, and thank you, and uh, hugging me and uh, kissing me and uh, smiling and saying thank you and so on. Later, uh, two or three more children came because they found out what they had missed and, uh, of course, uh, I couldn't miss uh, buying for them too. Uh, In the meantime, of course, uh, this is what is happening in general in case you haven't experienced when uh, a foreigner is is there and speaks with the locals. So you would see the locals uh, going, uh, uh, passing from there and uh, coming around and circling me in order to see some were uh, saying something, some others were just looking, some others were just saying hello, some others were leaving, some others were coming, so I was uh, surrounded by plenty of people all the time. Uh, I stayed a little, a little more in there, there was uh, another semi-old man uh, who was sitting there, a quiet person, I bought him also a pack of cigarettes for him to smoke, he was once again very happy. In the meantime, uh, this guy that I had bought him a beer was unstoppably hugging me and saying that I am his friend. And uh, the time was passing there happily and enjoyably while the first uh, guy that I met that had first uh, brought me there to sit uh, told me the, that uh, I should come with him in order to go to his house that was in a road behind. So we, went, we walked for a few meters and uh, we went to his uh, home, which was uh, like a yard that was behind on the road. There uh, it appears that it was uh, a, a part of his family. So in the table were sitting his brother and uh, his girlfriend, uh, his other brother, another friend, uh, his mother. And also came this friend of mine that we said that uh, I had offered him the beer and he was sitting next to me and was keeping saying how happy he is. Also this guy was saying that he's very happy and uh, I was very much welcomed by these people and also his brother uh, that knew a lot of English started uh, inviting me to sleep in his house and uh, next day go, come to the celebration of the new year of his house or go to his village and he was actually pressurizing me to stay another day in Pak Bank uh, in order to have time to spend time together. <coughs> uh, however, I was, I was thinking of this uh, because they were good people and uh, they were uh, very nice and I knew that I would learn many things and see many things from them and the local life in reality. But uh, at some point he told me that there is a possibility at least this is what I understood because as I said 
they knew a few English but they weren't perfect so I he said that maybe the next day would go so I said if it maybe you go what would happen in case I stay and and then you go so better not risk it uh, I can make you friend on Facebook and maybe we talk another time if I come again I offered uh, in the meantime uh, they were so good people that uh, they brought me food although they had eaten before and uh, they brought me one uh, big bowl of uh, Lao soup that had several vegetables an amazing taste and uh, some uh, beef inside it which I enjoyed it very much uh, together with sticky rice which is typical for Laos and sticky rice actually is the rice that is so sticky that you just uh, hold it in your hands and uh, you put it inside the soup and then you eat it and uh, you have it like a bowl and you just uh, cut one piece with your uh, teeth and then you just keep uh, holding it on your hands in your hands this was a very nice food and uh, it was received with pleasure also because I was feeling uh, that I was together with uh, very very nice people um, the time was passing then and uh, they started uh, going away one by one uh, you know people go to sleep early in Laos and especially in smaller towns uh, so they started uh, going away one by one and uh, they were about to break it up so I also uh, said goodbye with him with them uh, very very grateful about this encounter and uh, I started walking back uh, to the hotel it was uh, not very very late it was about uh, 10 o'clock when I left from there and uh, since I had also eaten uh, and there was nothing outside there it was just a bar that were that I entered inside and were just a few people uh, from the boat so uh, nothing was moving there so there was, it was dark uh, I couldn't see anything so there wasn't any point to stay more uh, in the fall, uh, to st- keep walking on these streets uh, I would better rest because the next morning it was, uh, I had a very early awakening since the bus was leaving between 8 and 8.30 so I had to wake up at 7 o'clock in order to be sure that I would be on time for my bus and uh, not in the very end stay in Pak Bank. So the next morning uh, the hotel, I checked out early as I said and uh, I took a tuk-tuk that I was arranged by my hotel and uh, soon I was in the bus station uh, where uh, I booked a ticket. This bus now was a minivan actually, not very big, uh, I think it would uh, there wouldn't be more than 12-15 people inside it and it was very old uh, while the driver uh, w- when I arrived I saw the driver on top of it on the roof uh, putting uh, and uh, binding there all the luggages I hoped that they would be safe for the trip and uh, <coughs> after waiting a little bit uh, before we start the trip I entered the bus which uh, wasn't very comfortable because it was full of people uh, plus it was old and they had this thing that in order to for more people to be able to sit uh, they had some seats that were uh, or that they could put inside the between the space uh, that the people are passing to go to the back seats not that they were many but anyway so in this uh, route 
which is actually 140 kilometers, but uh, I was informed that it would take no less than four hours. Uh, we started, and uh, I, the only foreigner there was a French guy that was uh, working for a non-governmental organization. And was a cool guy, so we could uh, talk sometimes during uh, during the trip. Uh, and I was also making fun with uh, two local ladies, which once again were making fun of the way I was speaking loud. And they were laughing unstoppably when they were saying uh, something for me to repeat. Uh, I was uh, also a bit sleepy, so for some time I was... Uh, trying to sleep and I, I was sleeping but uh, I didn't want to sleep much because the route also was uh, really interesting because once again it was full of nature uh, we were uh, riding in the we were driving in the countryside it was full uh, once again immense nature and we were passing about from many too many villages that were all traditional and you could hardly any see a house made of cement or things like that. They were all made of wood and bamboos and you could see only bungalows and bungalows and you could see the Nakbe River that was passing also next to Pak Beng. You could see a lot of uh, agriculture. Um, you could see once again a lot of cows being fed and uh, other animals but mostly cows and buffaloes and uh, the, 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 the route was really interesting really interesting once again and uh, it is worth it only for the trip uh, even if uh, from the bus seat uh, is not the best way to observe um, then after four hours and a half uh, we managed uh, to reach Udom uh, Ksai and uh, I knew already that Udom Ksai has two bus stations, has an old and a new. So uh, while we arrived on the new one, uh, we had to take then a tuk-tuk again and pay in order to be driven to the, to the bus station, to the old bus station, where there would be in the inside the city, where there would be, uh, the, the, we would find the bus uh, to go to Luang Namta. So uh, I found some other people that were helpful and we entered the tuk-tuk in order to go to the other bus station after uh, arriving. We did four hours and a half uh, for a journey of 140 kilometers. Uh, but anyway, I knew that. So I, I started waiting for the bus to Luang Namta after we arrived there. I found out that uh, in order to start the bus we had to fill uh, up to 12 people and when I was there I was the ninth. Uh, I think uh, we left uh, at around 2.30 and it was when a bus from uh, Luang Prabang came and uh, brought some passengers that wanted to continue towards the side of Luang Namta. So with, uh, we entered this uh, minivan which was in a better condition certainly but once again uh, we didn't have much space. Uh, there was uh, some air conditioning, a few, uh, just a few of them were working and uh, we started the journey which was uh, another very impressive journey. This was 117 kilometers, 110 kilometers. Uh, but uh, it was a harder route since it was all the time uh, we were uh, climbing a mountain 
So we would see uh, views from very high and uh, places that were unimaginable. And uh, as we were entering uh, the village, the the forest more and more, and uh, the, the, we're going higher up the mountain. Uh, the nature, uh, once again, the trees, uh, the plants were becoming even more beautiful and uh, very, very impressive. Uh, once again, all the villages, and there were, ma there were many, all of them very primitive. We were going and going and going on the mountain, but uh, I was becoming excited because uh, I, I, I had decided to go to Luang Namta, because Luang Namta is a place that... Uh, Many people go for trekking since uh, there are too many ethnic villages around. So you can visit some of them by yourself or you can visit some others uh, by hiring a guide. And uh, this is what we did the next days. Uh, by the way, in this minivan uh, I met a Czech girl, a French couple and uh, another Spanish guy. Uh, so at some point uh, we arrived in uh, Luang Namta after uh, three hours uh, since uh, we started. So imagine that uh, I started my trip uh, from Pak Beng at 8.30 and I was in uh, Luang Namta at around 5.30 or 6 o'clock. Uh, once I had uh, all, I had already made. I said goodbye first of all to the guys, but uh, we knew that we would meet in town since it was very small. Although it had much better infrastructure and bigger buildings and better quality of buildings and services, the way it looked compared to the previous villages we had seen on our way, it seems that uh, Luang Namta was a bit different than them. Not that it was something super but uh, it was definitely much more uh, civilized in the sense that in the way that we think of civilization so after saying goodbye to the guys uh, i headed to my uh, the tuk-tuk uh, uh, yes once again we needed the tuk-tuk uh, because once again uh, the bus station was 10 kilometers away from luang namta uh, and the bus uh, left us there so then we had to once again hire a tuk-tuk all of us in order to be taken to the center of the town where uh, our hotels were. Uh, when we arrived I said goodbye to the guys, we were sure that we would meet the next days because the town is small and the tuk-tuk drove me to the place that where I had booked. Uh, most of the times I book hotels in the center uh, but here I wanted to do something a little different since I had the chance. So I had found in Booking.com uh, a hotel that has uh, bungalows uh, with a very nice view of uh, over rice fields uh, from the balcony and uh, they were also in a very good price. So I booked the first two days uh, here in order to check if I like it and then uh, if I stayed for more days I would, uh, keep, I would uh, remain there. And indeed, uh, from the very first moment, I liked it a lot uh, because it was as I was expecting it. The view was really nice. Uh, it was very quiet. I liked the traditional style of bungalows and uh, the decoration inside. And uh, I was satisfied. I just wanted to see how my night's sleep would be in order to be sure that it is indeed a very good choice. I asked then, uh, as I always do, a little bit of information about the town from the reception here, 
Actually, it's a family that has this, and there were a lot of children around, and uh, cousins, and I don't know, sisters, I don't know what, and children. Um, <coughs> they didn't know too much English, and I asked a little bit about the town, they didn't know a lot of things, just pointed me to the night market. Uh, where, I, where I went, it was uh, it's about 10 minutes walk, so... This place is not in the inside the center of the city of the town, but uh, it's not far away. It's very close on foot, and I, ha and I have all of these advantages: the nice view, a good price, and uh, very nice uh, bungalow, traditional bungalows. So um, the first thing that I saw from Luang Namta uh, carefully was the night market, which was something really impressive. As uh, there were too many traditional foods uh, that I had never seen, others were made of fish, noodles, uh, soups, chicken, duck, uh, pork, and uh, salads, uh, plenty of greens, uh, and fruit juices of course, and uh, several different other things that uh, someone needs to be an expert in order to know all of these. Uh, I also realized that uh, the, you can see ducks everywhere here, uh, also there are small lakes and things like that and uh, one thing that I first saw was a girl working there that was that bound the legs of a duck and then put it on the scale uh, although she was alive and everything in order to see how much is the weight of the duck. I continued going a little around, but I realized that uh, in this town there, there don't seem, doesn't seem to have a lot of places that you can find, and uh, also it is the time that everyone is celebrating the new year, so you could see a lot of people just celebrating, which means drinking a lot, and uh, another thing that they are doing, especially during the day in Laos and in Thailand, is uh, throwing water on the cars, apart from the people that are partying and having fun, uh, they are also throwing water to the passing cars, which is a standard thing. Um, so I just sat then uh, to eat something and just returned back to the hotel, uh, because there wasn't anything to be done anyway, and uh, I was very, very, very tired from this long trip and all these days of uh, changing hotels and things like that. Uh, also I had some things to do as most nights for my business and uh, for, the, for my website and the podcasts and several other things. So I just returned back to finish this and uh, sleep well because I didn't have a lot of energy. But there wasn't anything to, be, to do in town anyway. So I returned back and uh, just did my jobs, uh, my, what I had to do in order to fall asleep and uh, sleep a lot, which is what I needed the next day. So I woke up uh, a bit late, uh, I didn't put any alarm because uh, I needed that, uh, I knew that I needed to charge, to recharge my batteries very well. And uh, after drinking a coffee, of course, meditating and uh, drinking uh, the, the drink I drink every morning, this mixture of turmeric, uh, 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 ginger, ginseng, and uh, Ceylon cinnamon in uh, water that I have described in the previous podcast, uh, I went to the town and not many things were moving apart from uh, people uh, once again celebrating the new year and singing karaoke 
and drinking and uh, throwing water to each other and uh, I walked a little bit down of the town it was very hot at this time and uh, the sun was up high and was burning and uh, I crossed uh, a bridge that they have there uh, that is called the bridge of bamboo and wood which was uh, like a handmade bridge uh, very impressive and I posted it also in my account in Instagram where my username is angelosbg but uh, when I started walking there and I saw that uh, there was a village next to it I realized that I'd better uh, rent a, ba- a motor, a bike actually uh, I didn't have a lot of hours uh, for the sun to set and uh, I thought that with the, with, the ba- uh, with the bike I would have the chance to move to some places much quicker so I walked back to the town and I went uh, where they rent, mot- uh, when they rent bikes and uh, I rent one uh, after discussing uh, with a map a uh, good route that would be nice to follow. So I started biking and I passed uh, this uh, bamboo wooden bamboo and wood bridge and uh, I followed the route uh, where I would pass uh, from the river once one time once again and uh, then I would follow the route and uh, see some nice uh, ethnic villages. Uh, in the beginning I was uh, going inside some rice fields and it was uh, a bit hard actually to bike because they were very dry and then uh, there the soil uh, is full of holes and uh, it's actually hard but soon I was in the main, uh, in the main road and uh, right and le- and both on my right and left hand side was, was full of rice fields that are not green unfortunately at the moment and behind them I would see the mountains so it was really impressive and uh, for a while I sat uh, in a hut inside the right fi- rice field and it was really nice having uh, an open horizon everywhere my eye could stare. So I continued and uh, on the left side of the road was one of the villages where I entered and uh, I had fun with a few children that uh, followed me with the bike and started saying hello and giving hands and uh, once again uh, uh, a really enjoyable encounter with these small people and it was really fun so I saw this traditional village and I went again to the main road where I found a small shop that was making a very nice juice from watermelon and then after a while I went to the place that is called Nam Tung and uh, this was actually to this village uh, also this shop belonged to so I went away from the main road and uh, for uh, around two or three kilometers uh, I had the the best part of this route where uh, I passed from three different uh, ethnic villages and I saw the women also uh, planting next to the river uh, washing their clothes uh, living in their uh, small huts uh, planting their crops, uh, playing with their dogs, children uh, going around, uh, all in the middle of nature, in the middle, like uh, feeling like you were in the middle of nowhere, but it was so serene and so relaxing. And as I was uh, taking this road, most part of it uh, wasn't villages, but actually nature. And it was uh, fine that uh, even though I wasn't far away from uh, Luang Namta. Uh, the environment there uh, was uh, like a jungle in some places and uh, then it would uh, switch once again to rice fields Um, so I continued the route and I passed uh, from two very nice bridges 
uh, which were uh, a little scary sometimes, uh, the way they were moving when you were uh, passing them. Uh, but this is uh, how things traditionally work. I passed from another village later and then I went again to the main road which was uh, about 7 kilometers away from the city and it was time for me to return the bike as uh, it was getting late. Uh, the problem is that uh, as uh, I, he had also, the owner had uh, also given me a locker but uh, I just had the locker on uh, on, on the bicycle and the, the keys on it so as the it seems that as the, as the bicycle was moving the keys fell down so at some point I realized that I had lost them and uh, I knew that uh, I would need to pay and I was hoping that uh, I wouldn't uh, be asked for a lot of money because then I would have to bargain and, but I couldn't avoid buying because you know when uh, you just want to buy something even if you bargain you, if you don't like the price you go but at this point uh, I couldn't just go because I admit my mistake. So I returned back to the owner and uh, I went there and I told him that uh, I lost the keys and I was waiting for him what to say but uh, when I mentioned this he just uh, looked at me with a very very happy face and he just said the word money. <laughs> Uh, he seemed so happy for some reason so uh, I asked him how much he wanted and uh, it was a very small amount of money which uh, I immediately agreed and paid it to him and then I left and uh, I went to, to the market in order to drink some juices that day another thing that had happened was that uh, when I uh, opened the door when I woke up uh, I saw a note, a paper note, and uh, the note was saying that uh, it was from the uh, from the two people from two people that I had met uh, in the bus, asking me if I wanted to join them uh, in a trekking tour that they had organized the next day. Uh, so yes, that was pretty much uh, surprising to me because uh, they didn't know. Uh, they just, they, I had just mentioned to them which place I live and nothing more. So it seems that they came to the reception and asked uh, for me and they found the room and uh, because I was sleeping they just left a note. And, uh, but it's, this seemed like a good idea because uh, I thought that it is good to... because I thought I, I wanted also to do a trekking and I will explain what we mean by trekking. Uh, because this is why I was here in Luang Namta. I, I just uh, wasn't feeling very, very refreshed anyway, but uh, I didn't need to think a lot. Since the opportunity arose, uh, I couldn't say no. Um, so I sent them a message to the number they had left me on this note, uh, but, uh, up to a po but uh, I wasn't receiving any answer. Maybe they didn't have uh, internet on the phone, or something like that and they were away. Uh, anyway, I had sent the message and uh, we would see. Uh, but uh, the thing is that when I... Ah, and they explained in the note that n not only they were the two guys, so the Spanish guy and uh, the Czech girl that we these two I had met in the bus, but this was another French couple that we met there and uh, in the note they were saying that they had also talked with them and agreed. 
So when I left the bike, immediately in this shop uh, were coming uh, this French couple that was also returning their bikes. And we started chatting and uh, I mentioned to them uh, this about the tour and uh, about the trek and uh, they said yes and uh, I, th- I said that I am interested to come but I hadn't received a reply from the, guy, the other guys and I didn't know obviously which company it is, I, wouldn't, I didn't know anything. Uh, so they took me to the agency that was closed there and uh, I, in order for me to discuss and uh, potentially book. Uh, in this uh, in this trekking is uh, is an advantage. The more people there are, uh, the better it is. Actually, it can be up to eight people, but uh, the price for each person decreases. Uh, the more people there are, uh, so we were seven people because there uh, was another couple from Israel that was about to come and uh, the price would be then uh, very good so i asked uh, this uh, agent uh, what we were about to do so he said that we would uh, walk uh, uh, four kilometers in the jungle do some cooking uh, stay in the in a village that is uh, ethnic one and as far away we will swim in the river uh, sleep there at night in a bungalow and then the next morning do another good trek and then uh, return back here And all of this uh, seemed very interested, so I subscribed and paid the deposit. I asked uh, what I needed to bring with me, me and all, which wasn't so much important. And uh, I left from there, where I went and I found, uh, where I went uh, to the... Ah, in the meantime, the Czech girl, after that I, after that I went to the, to the market once again to drink some juices. And uh, this is when the Czech girl replied to me, And uh, told me, to, and I told her that I booked already. And uh, I went and found her where she was staying together with the Spanish guy. And actually, this was the same place that I had eaten the previous day. So I found them together with uh, another Israeli couple that I just met, and they had just met, and they had told them to come with us uh, to the trekking. Uh, so all of the people uh, also in there were eating also the French couple. You know, it's a small town anyway. So we met all of uh, all of us there, and uh, we were ready to go. So I also ate there again. Uh, I had uh, some chats with the guys. I stayed for a while, and uh, we drank another beer. Uh, had a very nice discussion uh, also with this uh, Spanish guy. And uh, I think at around uh, 10.30 I left from there because I wanted to prepare. Uh, I needed to do once again, of course, some work and then get ready to sleep because the next day I would have to wake up early once again in order to go for the trekking that we had just organized. And this trekking was actually very important for me. This is the reason that everyone comes to Luang Namta, actually, because Luang Namta... Is, uh, has a lot of uh, ethnic villages, as we said, nearby. But uh, the, the best uh, life in reality that you can see is when you go for a trek and you stay the night in a very, very far away village. And I wanted to do this trek, and since it was uh, organized and everything came into place by these guys, it was the best chance for me, I thought. And uh, I was very excited then. 
So the next day we went to I went to the agency. I had the, took a, just a bag with the essentials with me, and the, after meeting the guys in the agency, we uh, the guide also came, and we went back to to the back of the of another tuk-tuk in order for it to lead us to the place where we, where we would uh, trek. <coughs> in the meantime, we passed from the morning market and uh, they took some food uh, that would uh, later cook inside the jungle. So, uh, after around half an hour, we arrived uh, at the place where the trekking would start. Uh, in the main road the next to this uh, were some uh, women that were like men women. They were real tough. They were uh, they were holding some machetes and uh, they were hitting some, uh, uh, cutting some woods. So when we went down from the, uh, from the tuk-tuk, which by the way, uh, the route had already been very nice because we were already in the mountain, uh, I went next to the girls, girls or boy girls. These they seemed very tough, you know. They were wearing these boots, and uh, they were very, they were people of the mountains so uh, the one girl I, I go there to ask what she's doing so the girl uh, cuts uh, one uh, stick uh, uh, vertically and uh, then uh, she takes something from inside of it and she gives me to eat she gives it to me in order to eat it and uh, indeed it had a very nice taste so this is what they were doing there they were holding the massets cutting the cutting this uh, this ones uh, vertically and then uh, keeping the inside uh, in order for to sell it for cooking or just uh, eating it uh, so after seeing this uh, we started with a group uh, hiking in the mountain our guide uh, said that uh, this uh, the, our guide said that uh, we would walk nine kilometers that day and then uh, end up in uh, a village uh, that uh, that uh, is populated by the Kamu tribe. So uh, we started and uh, it would be nine kilometers the first day and the next day would be 14. So we started walking and uh, in the beginning of course we were going uh, upwards up the mountain. Uh, of course uh, we were full of trees the nature was immense already and uh, it, was uh, it was really from the beginning very satisfactory. We continued walking and uh, when, the, when it was needed the, the guide would also take out his machete and uh, he would uh, cut some leaves in order for us to pass uh, more easily after him. Uh, also he would uh, show us some interesting plants in the in-between. Uh, we continued walking and uh, walking for some time, uh, although it wasn't so hard since we were doing many stops in the meantime in order to rest. Uh, together with the guide uh, was another person that uh, would also help in the cooking uh, when the cooking would take place for lunch and then uh, the, he would return back uh, to his home, he was coming only for that. Uh, this guy didn't know any English, whereas the guide, of course, uh, was uh, talking, speaking normal English, and we could uh, normally communicate. So he, we continued walking, and uh, at some point, uh, 
when we were a bit high and had a very nice view by the way uh, there was a hut where we could uh, uh, it was time for lunch so the in the meantime as we were walking uh, the, the guide and the, the other person his friend uh, were uh, were cutting banana leaves in order to put them uh, on top of the table uh, they were also cutting bamboos uh, the guy took a bamboo uh, a bamboo tree and cut it in order to create a, a glass which i still have with me uh, he also cut some s- uh, small bamboos uh, with which uh, he created some uh, spoons. Uh, this was uh, all really interesting and then uh, he set off fire and uh, he started uh, boiling the soup inside the banana leaves. Uh, he was doing so impressive things uh, which not all of them uh, I am able to fully understand or copy or do them myself uh, but it was uh, but uh, first of all everything uh, was organic there everything that was used was organic and uh, it was a very nice way to learn also about uh, survival in nature these people knew definitely this thing so uh, when the time for serving uh, came uh, he he put on the uh, the banana leaves on top of the table we sat on it and then uh, he started serving food uh, of uh, different kinds uh, which uh, is difficult to grasp apart from uh, he had some noodles he had uh, some uh, some things that looked like uh, bean like green beans uh, others uh, he didn't have any meat uh, but he had some other interesting things that unfortunately i don't even know their name uh, he had some uh, greens uh, that uh, were boiled for a soup and the most important thing uh, he did, the most interesting, is that uh, he had he took a long uh, bamboo which he cut in the middle, and then uh, he set put it on the table, and he poured the soup inside there, inside the bamboo. So before uh, starting to eat, uh, the guide uh, uh, takes some rice and uh, throws it in nature by ble- by asking for blessing from the spirits and uh, then uh, the group starts uh, eating uh, as i said uh, i am doing intermittent fasting so it wasn't the time for me to eat yet so i didn't eat and uh, this was uh, a surprise for the other people and uh, they found it uh, actually very very strange and very unique uh, that you may not eat for so many hours every day uh, so they were holding it in their minds and uh, all the time and many times later they were uh, returning to this subject again and again because they were so much estranged. Um, after eating then uh, whatever was left uh, we throw it on nature because everything was uh, organic and it would be okay to throw everything there. This is something amazing. And uh, we continued the route uh, once again uh, in uh, deep nature in many bamboo trees as time was passing uh, the bamboo trees were becoming more and more and uh, we would see several other uh, plants and uh, while at some point uh, we reached uh, a stream a water stream which uh, was a bit shallow because this is a dry period at the moment there is not a lot of rain and a lot of waters and uh, there the the atmosphere the the nature was becoming uh, even better so you would see trees uh, amazingly high there were trees that were like 
even 40 meters tall, four, 500 years old maybe. Uh, you would hear amazing sounds uh, from birds as well, or cuckoos, uh, or from insects. The nature was so impressive, you could uh, stare so up high and still see nature, f see green, see tall trees uh, in this tropical landscape. We were walking for long next to the stream and uh, every once in a while there were uh, bridges, bridges actually when I say bridges I mean uh, some uh, some trunks from uh, trees and we would uh, walk on top of them hoping that uh, they wouldn't break uh, but it wasn't very it wasn't anyway very deep the the stream and uh, we were coming uh, we were doing some stops we were enjoying the nature uh, the others were playing games uh, were taking photos by climbing the trees and things like that uh, so it was uh, really enjoyable uh, at some point uh, the guide started uh, you know showing us how much uh, what kinds of foods uh, these people eat so he started eating ants so he took one ant, uh, another ant, uh, then he found another ant and he was putting them uh, in his mouth and he was just eating them and saying that they have also a lot of protein and they are very healthy. Um, so the route continued like this for uh, a few hours. Uh, I think uh, we started there before 11 o'clock and uh, we reached the village uh, at about uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, but we did some stops in the in-between, it was also the lunch and so on and it was uh, an easy route this one actually, not very difficult and for most, for most of its part uh, we were covered by the trees on top of us, so there was shadow. The village was next to a beautiful river and uh, this was almost the first thing we saw when we arrived. The first thing that we saw was a pig going around the village. Uh, this village uh, is uh, populated <coughs> by the people of the Kamut tribe and uh, they have a extremely different lifestyle than what we have been used to. Uh, I am really impressed uh, by visiting this place uh, because immediately, as I said, also I saw that this village uh, was extremely traditional and ethnic, of course. Uh, every house uh, was uh, house. Actually, it was uh, made of bamboo. Uh, it was like a hut or a bungalow. It was uh, made of wood or of bamboo, uh, or both. Uh, you could see a lot of chicken uh, roaming around the village. As I said, the pig, of course, a lot of dogs. Uh, so we before uh, entering uh, in the in the center of the village, just in the in, in the beginning, uh, we went to the river, uh, which uh, were a few children laughing and playing there for uh, some time. Uh, so we changed clothes uh, after all this uh, walking, and uh, I wore my swimsuit, and uh, I entered up the river, and uh, all the people of the group uh, followed. Uh, it was uh, the water was okay. The river was in a very beautiful uh, location. Uh, the sun uh, hadn't set yet and was still up. It was like 3:30, as I said, uh, like four or something. And uh, so there was still a lot of sun. Uh, 
the river was calm in uh, excellent location, very impressive and it was really enjoyable. It wasn't deep at all and uh, it was just a very nice place to enjoy, you know, be, uh, refreshing yourself after a long hike. Uh, after uh, getting out of the river, uh, I found next to it a place where there were a few bamboos tied together. Uh, so it was uh, like a small bed in a sense. Uh, so it was a great chance to lie on there uh, for as long uh, as we would stay uh, in the river and not go to the village. And uh, I almost took a nap. Uh, in this it was so relaxing, I, could, I had the sun on me, the river behind me, uh, there wasn't many noise as uh, the children had uh, started leaving for some reason. And uh, the nature of course, as I said, was really beautiful and I was listening to the very beautiful sounds of the tree, of the birds and the other insects. Uh, I have witnessed a lot of, uh, especially and generally here in Southeast Asia, I have experienced, uh, I have heard too many beautiful sounds uh, coming from cuckoos, uh, insects and so on. Sounds uh, I've never heard before. Uh, so at some point uh, the guide uh, called me, I almost woke up, I don't remember if I was exactly sleeping all, all, or almost, uh, so he, he called me and we all together uh, headed up to the village in order to see the place that we would sleep. Uh, we walked inside the village and uh, it was really impressive how it was, uh, this village inside the mountains, we knew that uh, it was far away from any modern civilization. Uh, these people didn't have electricity and uh, there was just a program from uh, New Zealand that uh, has offered some uh, solar panels to the homestays for this program, uh, the ecotourism. So, yes, and it was, as I said, you couldn't see no cement there. Uh, there was only soil on the ground, uh, people walking, you know, barefoot, of course, or with flip-flops, and uh, being in a so different kind of life. We reached then uh, our bungalows, and uh, half of us uh, slept on uh, the one of them, and the other half uh, slept on the other. We just left our things inside, and later we knew that the family, where we would stay, because this was a homestay, so we would stay next to a family uh, in the same house, uh, we, they would uh, make the beds ready for us. Just to mention here that uh, this type of ecotourism and uh, that kind of trekking that are organized by, the, by an official uh, agent are uh, supporting also the local communities. So a uh, part of the money that we pay goes to these people, uh, helping them uh, get materials for their houses, uh, clothes or uh, and other uh, important things that they need. Uh, so it's, uh, I think this has also a good purpose to it. So this, uh, and there are 12 homestays in this and every time uh, the a group of tourists comes, they, it goes to a different one and it's like a circle. So these people were, uh, although of course uh, it wasn't possible to communicate, 
these people uh, were very hospitable and uh, from the very first moment uh, we felt that uh, they wanted us to be safe and relaxed. Uh, so after uh, leaving our things to where we would stay, uh, we went for a, the, our group went for a walk uh, to the village and uh, around there. But uh, when uh, we started walking inside the village, at some point uh, I left from the group and I went on a side road from what we were going where uh, I saw some guys next to the river that had made something like a, a tree house and they were sitting there on top of the river and they had a very loud music and they were drinking. Uh, this guy uh, called me and they, of course, I couldn't miss the opportunity to go there and see how these people are getting close to them. Uh, the location that uh, they, were li- they were staying at that time was really amazing because it was on above the river uh, with a, an ex- a fantastic view, but I assume uh, they couldn't uh, understand how beautiful it is because they have been used to it from the very beginning of their lives and it was an amazing place this one so uh, I, st- I sat with them and one or two knew a few words in English and they were saying nice to meet you and uh, pleased to meet you and hello and what's your name and uh, these basic things that only a few know even though so they started giving me this Lao whiskey that I mentioned before that has uh, like 40 degrees and uh, they were saying this uh, expression called nyok, uh, which means uh, you have to empty this uh, glass. Fortunately, it was in a, they put it in a small glass, but uh, they drink everything as nyok. They don't uh, dr- when they drink they drink as nyok and nothing else. So I tried a little bit this uh, whiskey. I had a little fun with these people, and uh, in the meantime, I was looking at a, a little further away. There was a, a bridge where uh, I saw the group one by one passing it. So I knew where they were, and uh, first of all, uh, I was afraid that uh, the guide would uh, uh, don't know where I am, and uh, that maybe. It is not good for him because uh, he has a responsibility for me but also uh, it seems that they were going to a beautiful place uh, from what I could see from where I was Uh, so I left the guys and uh, I went behind uh, my group I passed this uh, bridge which was moving a lot you know and that's why they were also passing one by one Uh, you needed to maintain some balance in order to be okay there Uh, but there were several ropes holding it, so I assume it was safe. So they went on the opposite side of the river and uh, they were in an amazing location when I saw them from far away because they were uh, immersed in the rice fields, Uh, they were sitting next to a hut and uh, behind were also other huts but uh, too many rice fields. Of course uh, I had taken already a lot of photos of the village which was so unique unique actually from what we've seen it's not unique for Laos so because in Laos there are many villages like this so I I found I found my team there and uh, the guide was making fun that uh, he was afraid of me and something like that 
Uh, we chatted there for a while and uh, soon uh, it was time for the sun to set and uh, the guide said that we would return back and he would uh, go to the kitchen of the homestay we were staying and uh, he would uh, cook for dinner. So um, we returned uh, back to where is our homestay and after uh, staying for a while uh, I left in order to go and uh, stay once again for a while uh, alone this time next to the river where we first swam and uh, it was in the beginning of the village and uh, I went there, the others didn't know uh, where I was but uh, I felt that uh, I preferred this than to play cards with the other people I wanted to roam a little bit uh, around the village and uh, then uh, sit also next to nature in this amazing location uh, in something that uh, you know for me is, uh, has a lot of quality uh, so I went next to the river and uh, I sat for a while and uh, I sat and uh, at some point I think at around 7.30 I uh, estimated that soon I should go because dinner would be ready and uh, as I told you with intermittent fasting I hadn't eaten all day and it was a demanding day and uh, there, uh, there weren't any other choices if I, if I missed this dinner then that was it I wouldn't eat anything that day because I wouldn't find anything to eat so uh, I, I stood up from the bench and uh, I saw in front of me someone with a light in his head and it was the guide uh, the guide had come uh, from the other side of the of the village where my where our uh, place was and uh, he was searching for me in order for, to call me for dinner so I thanked him very much uh, I explained that I was coming already and uh, when I arrived there uh, I saw that the other guys were concerned and they were uh, keeping food for me while they had started eating uh, because they were concerned that I hadn't eaten anything and uh, that I had to eat and uh, I shouldn't miss the dinner uh, they were very good with me indeed <laughs> so I ate well at that time they they were saying to me you know eat and here and there is a lot of rice here and now uh, here take the beef and eat as much as you like <laughs> and things like that uh, because of the fasting they were so much impre impressed uh, so I, I ate well and uh, after there uh, the village had organized uh, to do a celebration for us uh, so we left from uh, there and we went to like a central area it was like a, they had an opening there uh, where they, uh, they sat us all uh, seven of us in a bench on a bench and then uh, all the most of the village was there and they had uh, dressed the girl, small girls or uh, bigger girls uh, they had dressed them with uh, traditional clothes and they were doing uh, traditional dances to us in order to welcome us and uh, they were looking at our side and dancing uh, many women from the village dressed in their uh, traditional Camus clothes and it was a really nice experience I can say uh, because it showed the quality of uh, this ecotourism it's not that uh, we just went there but uh, they organized uh, something in order to make us happy uh, so it was beautiful it didn't last for very long it took like uh, 30 minutes or 40 or something and then uh, the time was already like 9.30 
so it was time for sleep uh, but not for me uh, because for me it was uh, really early and uh, apart from that I wanted to enjoy the village uh, because it was really interesting to me as I said and uh, I wanted to enjoy every moment there uh, so the guide ha said goodbye because uh, everyone was going to sleep uh, while I stayed out uh, just to remind that uh, there wasn't any light there were just very few lights in certain houses and only a few of them uh, on the other hand uh, the moon was uh, no, not uh, it was a bit big so there was sun there was light in the sky and uh, what I did was to start going around uh, now the village and just uh, see them uh, st uh, staying and talking around the fire or boiling tea or whatever they make or uh, getting ready to go to sleep or uh, even at that time one or two people were still on the river washing clothes or uh, having a shower uh, because this is how you see how important is the uh, the river for the lives of the people so I went there and I roamed around I sat a little bit on the river then I went a little back and in the meantime because I knew that there is no light and the houses look similar I knew that I had to make sure that I know the route back to our place I knew that if I now start also drinking and also uh, is night and I haven't seen a place like this in my life uh, maybe I would have a problem finding our homestay it wasn't so easy there so I took the route first of all two or three times going back uh, in order to make sure that I remember uh, which way to go uh, so after doing this route uh, for a little while uh, while uh, most uh, places were uh, very silent already uh, there was only one house uh, that uh, they were ha having a lot of music and was actually close to our homestay and uh, there was also another place near this uh, central area where they were dancing for us uh, when I passed from there uh, I would like uh, someone to say to me to go in there but uh, because I couldn't just go by myself because they were sitting like in a room and I couldn't just appear and say hello although maybe they wouldn't have a problem but I don't prefer to do that by myself and instead uh, it's better if they invite me so this is what happened one woman invited me to go inside and as I went inside and uh, I saw some people sitting I look on my right hand side and I realized that from the in total were uh, five people in there and one of them was the tour guide sitting in there and drinking beers and I was impressed that uh, from all the village I entered the place and it was the tour guide inside there uh, so they, they took uh, two stools and uh, they put me to sit uh, as comfortably as it was possible there and these people were making a lot of fun and I started making fun with the tour guide and there was another guy next to him and they were laughing so loudly and we were making so fun about the things we were saying and it was so fun uh, on the other side uh, it was uh, on my right hand side and on the left hand side of the 
of the, uh, the tour guide was a girl that uh, the tour guide was certainly hitting on her but uh, he didn't seem to receive so much uh, and positive uh, feelings out of that although he was uh, pressurizing her so these people were putting me all the time beer to drink I was trying to explain that I don't want very much beer but they were still uh, giving me and uh, not only that but they were drinking it uh, nyok so they had these uh, average uh, glasses not very big not very small and they would uh, fill them with beer and then uh, they would just drink it at once and they, they weren't drinking it any other way just uh, with nyok uh, so we were sitting there and uh, were uh, having fun now with the tour guide and he was laughing and uh, I was telling him uh, about the Lao whiskey that is like the Greek Chipuro and uh, is like water that uh, what happens uh, if it had ever happened to him uh, to see a bottle of this and think that is water so start look 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 uh, drinking it and uh, burn himself <laughs> because you when you drink water and you are thirsty you also drink it very quickly <laughs> and uh, he was finding it so funny and other things uh, so yes I passed some time there and then uh, I told him that I want to go and sit on the river and uh, then uh, he started uh, for some reason being very concerned about me and uh, in the beginning uh, he was telling me that uh, in the river there are crocodiles uh, but then uh, I said yeah but the crocodile I said uh, is gonna be in the water he said don't go and swim in the water yeah he said but uh, I'm not gonna go swim in the water I just wanna go sit there and enjoy a little bit the peace of the place I don't want anything that is crazy uh, yeah but uh, then he said the crocodile yeah, is hanging from a tree and uh, he waits for the people to come so now yeah okay but me you know cannot know now not go to the river and this yes but you know sometimes and he was pressurizing me you know yeah sometimes they also hide uh, in the bushes and they wait for the people and uh, they come out because they are half uh, water and half uh, uh, outside of the water and they come to you and uh, they wait for people in the night because in the day they are hiding because there are people yes and I said yeah but I will light a light now he said yeah but me I am very concerned about you you know and I have a responsibility yeah I told him yeah I'm telling you I'm not gonna do anything wrong you don't need to worry it's okay and uh, everything is going to be fine I'm just going to sit on the river and that's it and this is when uh, I was I was trying to make him feel you know I told him from the one hand I respect you know that you have a responsibility about me but I'm not going to do anything crazy I just go I'm just going to sit next to the river and this is when uh, and I was telling him other things that you know you may think that I'm making fun of things and uh, but this I you know I know why I'm doing them and so on uh, so uh, he, this is when then he relaxed a little and he said that uh, you know about the crocodile I'm making fun you know there are no crocodiles here in this river and uh, that's okay uh, so I left from there but uh, because he was also t uh, afraid that I won't find the route to return to home also although I had tested it a lot I went to to the bungalow where we were about to sleep at night once more but when I went there uh, I was suddenly attacked by four or five different dogs 
and they were starting barking at me and uh, making noise and not stopping and uh, I was trying to shout at them and uh, hitting the, my hands in order to make them scary and uh, although they weren't coming close to me they were making a lot of noise and it was really annoying and the worst thing is that uh, everyone woke up of course uh, from our group although they tried to uh, fall asleep every one of them uh, woke up because of that uh, so I went back and I found another guy that I tried to explain to him uh, that there is a problem with the dogs and uh, what are we going to do because I knew that uh, he was uh, some, I had seen that he was somewhere close uh, so he went with me back again and he shouted to the dogs and then he said, I think to his mother he explained that uh, the dogs are attacking the tourists and they don't, don't want that because I know this uh, because earlier that day the, the guide had explained that they are training the dogs to be careful and uh, not uh, create any problems to tourists. So I was expecting that something like this wouldn't happen. However, in uh, Laos it happens. But since the guide had told me this, I was thinking that, yeah, okay, it's not going to be an issue. It's not that they are going to do something with me, but I, I don't feel like fighting with dogs. Plus, uh, the other people are, uh, uh, are getting awakened. So, um, I left once again from there because, as I said, the plan was to go to the... The plan was to go and sit on the river. And uh, I went there and I sat and uh, this was what I was aiming for. It was really nice there and it was a relaxing atmosphere. Uh, I could hear just the, the sounds of the river and only music from far away because there were some guys, it's the period now that a lot of them are celebrating the, and they put music all day and they drink all day. And uh, so I stayed off the river for some time until the time was, it was pretty dark there, only the moon. A very relaxing atmosphere, you could hear the waters, it's something very, very unique and I was actually feeling grateful that I was having this experience in a so far away village uh, with uh, that kind of living, seeing their way of living and me living one night there. It was an outstanding experience. Uh, after some point now that it was like 11.30, I decided to head back slowly and uh, see what I would do. Of course, uh, I knew the way because I have tried it so many times, but uh, close to our bungalow, I found some guys that had put this music. Uh, they had a big uh, speaker where uh, you could move it like a luggage. It had uh, wheels, so... These guys were previously in the house next to our homestay and now went a little more down to a, a shop, let's say, that was there. Uh, so when I saw them, uh, I said, why not sit a little bit with them for a while? So I sat with them and uh, they started again. One of them was trying to speak to me more. There was another one that he was okay, uh, talking, but mostly trying to convince me to drink. And there was another guy that was more silent, yes, and another guy that was happy but was uh, mostly changing the music. So I stayed also with them uh, for a while, they were giving me some beer and things like that, uh, and uh, 
once again we were making fun now there was no communication of course but uh, for me you know it's about the experience is uh, they were of course very very drunk in what they but they weren't doing crazy things <laughs> at least apart from the music that was very loud um, so I stayed there with them and at some point I was a little concerned now about the dogs that I had also a stick but uh, I was concerned that now at that time now I'm not in a situation now to start fighting with dogs and as we said we wake up the others so uh, when this guy that I had talked before uh, about the dogs passed from there uh, and he was he said uh, I understood that he said that he was going to sleep and uh, when he when he said this I thought I'd better go with him now since he goes and is late anyway uh, so I tried to explain to him that I want to that I wanted to go with him because he knew these dogs and then they wouldn't make any noise and I would go to bed or just sit outside this and just go a little while a little while later inside uh, but this guy it seems that he didn't understand and he seemed like concerned so he went again and found my tour guide that was already very concerned about me and he found him and he, uh, I understood that he was going there so he brought him to me and this tour guide gave, became very concerned and he started telling me you know I hope you don't do anything crazy and uh, I have a responsibility about you and uh, don't don't make me lose my job and uh, that's very important and uh, you shouldn't do something wrong and uh, don't get drunk and if something happens it's my problem and and I started telling him that you know there isn't I've done anything wrong I've done anything wrong I didn't create a problem I went to this guy and I told him just that I want to walk with him to go up there in order not to make noise for the dogs and you shouldn't be concerned, no, don't do things now, and he was, but I think that this was also because he was drunk, because I didn't understand what was the problem there, because I, I, I didn't do anything, but on the other hand, uh, I was on a tour there, and I wanted to enjoy the village, uh, it's not, uh, it's not there, that is, it's not a prison that I have to stay and sleep at this time, I wanted to see a little bit the village, and if I created any problem to anyone, okay, I admit it, but since I haven't created any problem, I don't know what is the problem with that. Uh, so he came very concerned in this, and uh, I told him, you see, the way I speak to you, do you think I am so drunk? I will discuss, you see, I found the place, I am next to our homestay, everything is fine. But uh, it was difficult for him to calm down. Uh, for some reason and uh, yes after uh, then I told him yeah okay I am going to go now and uh, then he had changed and no you know if you won't stay but I wanted to leave anyway because the time was passing and uh, we had to wake up seven o'clock in the morning and we, hung, we had uh, a lot of trek in front of us uh, so I, I left anyway there wasn't any problem with the dogs uh, fortunately and uh, the time was uh, already late it was like 12:30, so I went to inside the bungalow that we had and uh, they had uh, the other guys were sleeping and they have put uh, around our uh, around our beds uh, a cover of uh, like a net that would uh, protect us from mosquitoes at least this is what I think um, so yes that was uh, this day and uh, it, 
close very you know with many episodes although uh, this is the thing that although not, no problem there was no problem uh, you know this tour guide be, uh, appears that uh, he was very anxious on the one hand uh, I understand and uh, that's what I told him that I respect that he is concerned and that's his job and uh, of course uh, we can't avoid uh, him having responsibility about me uh, but on the other hand uh, I am excited it is a once in a lifetime experience and uh, I just I didn't want just to you know go to sleep from 9:30 and uh, I was very careful and all uh, so yes this is a and one reason you know that sometimes I I prefer most of the times to not be on a tour because you have to deal with these uh, things unavoidably and uh, as I said it's not that there's something wrong with that that's the normal thing sometimes uh, for the guy to be concerned uh, but uh, yes that's why I don't want that I want to have more freedom so if I if there wasn't a tour guide there I would uh, have a more open space to do whatever I wanted so this was uh, about the first night uh, in this amazing and very interesting trek and uh, the other uh, four day, the previous four days, uh, the first of them in Laos. Uh, we, uh, I have to go for now and uh, have a good one. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, we will uh, talk again very, very soon. Goodbye.